Hey, what up, everybody? It's the Well-Spoken Token coming at you again with another podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you haven't already done so, please check out the first episode, Dope Fiend Advice. It's the link either above or below this one on any of your streaming platforms. Today on the podcast, we're covering a whole fuck ton of topics. We've got Strip Club Adventures, the origin of the well-spoken token name, and another crazy story about how I got blackout drunk. So if you guys enjoy that kind of content, please continue to listen on. Uh, Definitely advisory for people with younger ears. There's a lot, or younger or sensitive, there's a lot of things going on in the next few hours. Courteous and fair-minded, but also passive-aggressive. It's great. So that's the that's the front I put out, or is that just that's how the I front. am? You know okay. what I'm saying? Like you know, the 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 ego is ruled by the solar, and okay. the the mood and emotion is ruled by the lunar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just extra stuff. I've been co-starred multiple times. Oh, just some, females just out here just. I mean, some dudes. Some dudes out here just. Yeah, like, astrology don't discriminate. Hey, I feel you. And you know what? Well-spoken token does not discriminate either. Welcome everybody to the Well-Spoken Token Podcast. Just gonna run through a quick intro, let everybody know I'm here with my brother again. He could be a permanent fixture. I don't know. Uh, it just depends on how he's feeling. But uh, he just got done giving me my my my, co- my co-star. Yeah, I didn't give you the full joint, but yeah, yeah, parts of it. It's funny because, you know, I'm thinking about making you my permanent co-star. So then you did my co-star. That's, that's good. That's gold. All right, look, man. Again, I try to swing for the fences every mm-hmm. time. If it's a bunt, all right, I'm still running Okay. for first base, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you only run to first base, though. Yeah, but I only need to get on first base. If I'm on, I'm on, baby. It doesn't matter. You never really played baby. You played, I played T-ball. Yeah, you played T-ball. I played the hell out of T-ball. Yeah. All right? I don't know how T-ball works. That's another right, sport it's, I just It's did baseball, play. right? Mm-hmm. With a stand. It's like golf, right? Because okay. there's a T. But... Other than that, it's baseball. Just remember the nachos, bro. It's great for small kids standing around. Okay. And I did not play any infield position. I don't so know if you play, means. if you play baseball, then you know that uh, all the infield positions are the active positions. Those are mm-hmm. the ones that are actually going to be doing things, right? If you play outfield, all you are doing, especially in t-ball, if you're playing outfield in t-ball, right? You're standing there, counting the ants, mm. looking at clouds. Waving to your mom or your yeah, aunt. If you're, if you're one of them lying ass rappers writing rounds ain't gloves. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I oiled my glove up. <laughs> but I got time out here. Yeah. So let me get a good four bar here. Yeah, get right. a good sweet 16. Liars. Uh, <laughs> yo, I spilled the tea, but I'm sitting here and I'm swinging on my tea. Yeah, I see that that wasn't yeah. as strong as I tried, man. I was not a the greatest writer yeah. of rhymes. I was a drunk freestyler at best. Yeah, that's stretching. <laughs> I said drunk freestyle. I said I was a good drunk freestyler. Yeah, I was right. I was good enough to get a good two bar in and then pass that real well. I was I was very quick. That is good. That like is good. Two That's bar. An underrated. That's an underrated uh, position as yeah. a, as a, as like in the hip hop cipher or in general at the parties. Like you need that nigga that's gonna pick up those two bars, right? Mm-hmm. Get everybody just a slight bit crunk. Yeah. And then I, pass. No, all your job is your job is literally like one good one liner. And then a decent word to rhyme the next guy with, who's gonna go for thirty bars. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna go on, on and on. 
And you get time to walk away. You get half the clout. Yeah. Just for being there. You know, you ever been good at like uh, walking away from the guy freestyling? Usually, <laughs> 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 usually the dude gets the freestyler. Like you get a good, they command attention for a good minute and a half before people start trailing off. But because I'm like, it, it's hard for me to make people feel bad. Oh, you there the whole site? <laughs> I'll stick around for a little bit longer than I feel like I should. Look, man, I'm here to lift homeboy up, right? Yeah. So if we all standing near the DJ booth or wherever the like I say DJ booth, if we're all standing near the speaker where the niggas got the ox, right? Oh, you, you get to <laughs> hang out with people who got ox. Hey. I used to hang out with people who were freestyle acapella. What? Shout out to <laughs> yeah, right. Shout Wait, out. they were just just standing around. Yeah, shout, out to my, like. shout out to my dude Rob. <laughs> back when we was uh, back when we was otherwise exposed, we had this dude who would just go on and on. He was a white guy, and his name is Schneek. Right? What? Schneek. It's no point. We're just leaving his name up. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. gonna sound funny. Yeah. Reverse. Schneek. Right. He used to he used to hang out with us while we was freestyling, and he mm-hmm. would just pull up and. <laughs> It would just get immediately awkward because it was just me, three other black dudes, uh, another Hispanic dude, and then Christian claps along. And he was an alcoholic. Oh, grade A alcoholic. So homeboy was. And he could not, re- he could not rap or freestyle for the life of him. But he really, really wanted to. <laughs> so it's real hard to tell somebody to get. Well, at the time that I, that I was talking to a dude, I couldn't tell him to get. Now I don't care. I'll do it all day. But like on my face. I'll, I'll be the quick first one to be like, hey, so we can fucking leave. So was Nick's bar style? Because no offense to white guys, style. but no, no offense to white guys, but there's only so many styles they choose when they jump in the cipher. They got a good three. So was he B Rabbit? Was he my best friend used to rap on the back of the bus? Or was he the the famous third one? Was he was he like Twister? Or I heard no, he's bad. I don't know why I keep. I don't know how I could further iterate. Can't sum up how bad he it was. was. Not good because he would sit up there and be all like, "Yo, I'm on here with the smoking thing." And let me <laughs> let me tell you another thing. I pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> and the thing is, like every other bar was, "Let me tell you another thing." Oh, so <laughs> I let me tell you. <laughs> and let me tell you another thing. I got two shoes on. And they got shoestrings. And let me tell you another thing. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you know what? With a little practice, a little no, sauce. it was never good. Let me tell you another thing is a great transition. It could, it could never be good. And let me tell you another. Nah, I, I can't. I don't even have it. Actually, that reminds me of a crazy ass story. And I always have crazy drunk stories to go with, with shit. I don't know why. But uh, one day, and speed of shit, man. Homeboy actually hit me up. Uh, like, shout out. Yeah, shit about you. Nah, he, but he hit me up. That's I, my I, dog, though. He was the nigga that was actually, uh, he was DJing the party, which was cool to me. We can, we can just call him What's Your Name. Oh, yeah, What's Your Name. Might Perfect. as well give him some promo. Give him clout. Perfect. So, What's Your Name. We don't dox niggas. What's Your Name and TDG, a.k.a. Lotus Trill. He ain't been that nigga. He ain't been that nigga in a while. <laughs> a.k.a. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you. But, but, until we figure out what the fuck is name, <laughs> you can just call him Lotus. <laughs> Lotus sounds good. So what's your name and Lotus, right? I got this gig to like DJ this kickback with niggas that were significantly older than us. I think I was like I graduated, so I was like nineteen, Word. and then they were like seventeen, eighteen at Word. the time, and uh, they got uh, invited out to come DJ at a party because they them niggas had speakers. Couple speakers, a little, little equipment, very easy setup. So they were like, yeah, they got like. 
couple hundred dollars, whatever, right? They call me. That's real good. Like, that's a good gig. Yeah, right? They call me to come out there. So I go out in the middle of the fucking country, and that's like outside of like Rusk. It's like, not Rusk, uh, excuse me, uh, what you call it? Uh, CUNY. CUNY. You sure it was CUNY? Yes, yeah, definitely CUNY area. That way to the left. Yeah, right. out, straight out, straight out to the left. So it's out there in the CUNY area, right? And it's this kickback. It's a big ass fucking field, house with like one of them wraparound decks. Gross. But it's like 30 Mexicans. It's lit. It's lit, nigga. We are going in. There's drinks inside. There's bitches. Like, we're having a fucking blast, right? There's so much liquor there. And I didn't have to buy any of it. I was just very excited. I brought, like, two bottles of wine. Because uh, my buddy Miguel and I just got yeah. done playing a show at a winery. Are we using his name or what? Because he, he don't have a fucking alias. Like, he doesn't, right. have a, he doesn't have a fucking as known as, like, right. or a I'm DBA. just not a fan of doxing niggas. But anyway... Yo, so, yo, we had played a show. I was playing percussion with the girl that night, and we had uh, played at a winery. And he had, uh, we had got two bottles for free, because, you know, just get them for playing at the winery. So we brought them, because we were like, we got to show up with something, because I brought them up, because they invited me, but he was there. So I was like, yeah, nigga, come on. Squat. So squatted up, we got there, having a blast, right? They're playing all the hits, man. They're, they're going down the list. It's like 2014, and we're having a fucking blast, right? Work. And uh, somewhere along the line, you know how it goes, the freestyling started, right? Gross. Everybody's passing around the microphone, getting it in. It's it's a lot of like SPM, like a lot of zero Ugh. style, like rapping, man. Ugh. I mean, some people felt like they was a little kiki, maybe a little flip style shit. It's wild as they all got the same style when you not them. So it's wildin'. Crunk. The microphone makes it to me. Now, I'm... Oh, y'all, y'all got a microphone in hand. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, passing I'm, I'm ready to go at that point. <laughs> it's passing I'm ready to pack my now, shit up. Now, there's only like six niggas, right, that are actually freestyling, but we're jumping and shit. It's getting loud. There are people on the porch. Like, there's lights and shit. We feel good. The microphone makes it to me, right? And I'm freestyling mass. I don't know what the fuck I said, but it was cool. It was cool. I had like solid three bars, but I'm so excited. You know me, I get stupid excited, and I'm jumping up and down, and I jump up, and I land... On the power strip. Gross. <laughs> and I turn off everything. Yeah, Lights, music, everything. And it's dead ass silent. All you hear is, ah, what the fuck? Oh, you fucked it up. Party foul. Yeah, because you, you can't even pull up the fake acapella. <laughs> no, that not at all. There's no microphone. Y'all clicked the beat and it was on purpose. And I'm a porpoise. Like, <laughs> Like, I don't know. So, shit cut off, right? And I'm like, oh, damn. Now, it's, it's a click away. All it is is like, you know, flip the power mm. switch, shit's back on. But it was such a fucking travesty to these Mexicans. They were like, party foul, now you got to pay. Nah, so they you, can't, brought, you, you like, can't fuck up the Mexican party, bro. <laughs> so, so like, you got to pay. I was like, ah, what the fuck? Pay what? I got no money. <laughs> like, so they bring out this big-ass bottle of Absolute, right? And they're like, yeah, baby, we're going to make you drink this. And I was like, I'm mad that they all, <laughs> I'm really mad they all got on the same page all at the same time. It was time. just very ready to just be like, all right, well, we're going to take this little 19-year-old, we're gonna, I mean, 21-year-old, and we're going to fucking make him get it. So they, somebody grabs the back of my head, right? So I'm already like, this is good. Uh, I don't know about this. There's 18 of y'all, so I don't want to... Because it went from six niggas yeah. all freestyle. Yeah, honestly speaking, you shouldn't expect your niggas to help you out in that situation. No. no. <laughs> like, you fucked up. Sorry, sorry Loki Ostro. By the way, that's his Instagram handle. Lokaistro. <laughs> you said that all wrong. It's, it's Lokaistro. Uh, okay, we'll get on to that later. He made EDM underneath that and rapped a little bit. All right, cool. Lokaistro. <laughs> yeah. Stupid-ass name. But... <laughs> 
right. I got nothing but love for him. We're going to finish the story. Oh, okay. Kaistro, what's your name? And Lotus did nothing for you. Absolutely not. They the, niggas was, the, the niggas were just there. And they're, like, mind you, some of them joined in. I'm not going to play, I'm not going to name names. But some of them, some of them were very ready to see where this was going after some nigga grabbed the back yeah, of my what's head. Yeah, did that to you? <laughs> How'd you know? Ah, man, I know that nigga. <laughs> so, yo, they grabbed the back of my head, they lean it back, and they're like, we're to give it all to you. I was like, whoa. Hey. <laughs> whoa. But you get real homoerotic real quick with some magazines. It does. <laughs> yo, all right, either way, this <laughs> so racist. I don't even mean it like obviously, obviously. I fuck with Mexicans the Texas, long way. From Texas. The long way. <laughs> I just know that they take that homoerotic shit to the next level because they know they don't mean it. Absolutely I know not. they don't they mean it. They ain't worried about it at all. <laughs> yeah. They ain't worried about it at all. It's like, look, man, my dad had me at 14. You mm. really think that I don't know <laughs> what's popping here? No. So, grab the back of my head, yada, yada. They take this bottle absolutely as big. It's full. They open it, pop it open. It's fresh. Spot. And then they tilt that motherfucker over, and they start pouring this down my throat. So, you start choking. Nah, 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 nah. I was a G at first. So, I took it. No you problem. You can't be a G that long with vodka. Look, man, this nigga had his hands on the back of my head. Like, I, I couldn't be a bitch. Like, because nah, I didn't know what he was going to do to the back of my head. It's okay at so, that point. So, so I was like, too far gone. Glug, glug, glug. I knocked out like five shots, whatever, right? I'm done. My name's Massage Bills, baby. Oh. <laughs> I'm, excuse me. I'm the well spoken token. <laughs> so I fucking beast that shit, right? Oh, word. Now, at that point, Oh, it's all right. I'm drunk, drunk, mm. right? But we keep it going, right? We, I, I flip the switch. We get the party back moving. The cipher starts back up again, right? Because oh, I took it, so, I took it so well that they gave me some respect because they thought I, I was. Bet gonna, you, I bet they you really did. Take it well. <laughs> they really did think I, I was going to bitch you got, out. When you got game back by the next game back. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you hella problems after that. It's like, like, oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like that scene in Training Day when they pulled up on you. Like, oh, you, you ever got your shit pushed in? <laughs> Hey man, it's okay. Hey, you shouldn't have shouldn't have uh, told this one. But anyway. I love this one. I love it. So, alright, I'm drunk as fuck. I've already taken the party foul. They give me the mad props because I fucked up, but I took my punishment, which is also still I'm lots still of so mad They came to the same conclusion on this. Like there was no committee, there was no talk. Nobody made a decision. It was yeah, like nah, oh. one dude said, one dude said, hey, we gotta make a pay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> But I'm with it. Uh, everybody jumped in. I took the shots. Freestyling starts back up again. Mike is being passed around. I'm, I Guess would. who gets the mic again? Who? It's me, baby. Oh, <laughs> so shit. I'm back in it again. Very crunk. Very happy. We going in. I got Mexican buddies now because I just got done taking these five shots. So now mm. there's like four other dudes. And like, yeah, nigga, you got this. Fuck, this little nigga's strong. He got heart, man. He got heart. And that's how you know. Appreciate <laughs> y'all Mexican niggas, man. Because this could have went south <laughs> real quick. So they're like, he got heart. Yada, yada, whoop de woo Yes. What the fuck happens? You stepped on the shit. I fucking stepped on it again. What's that? But this time, because I was so fucked up. Because <laughs> It was like six shots. I don't know how much liquor was going down my fucking throat, mm. but this this is about to get worse, by you. Like this is getting better. So I Molly. step on it again, right? And you know what time it is? Only this time it's a way bigger deal because this ever, happened twice. Don't ever say this is. Don't ever tell me you know what time it is again. <laughs> but anyway, so I did it again, and the fucking Mexicans were like, "Oh, this little nigga did it again. This is fucking crazy." You know what time it is. We got to do it. So, 
So, I'm, I'm appalled. Feel. They went out. They paid for DJs, <laughs> and they have a protocol for that. Don't let me find out who these niggas are. You know, if it was a lineup, I could point them all out. But I'm not. I would never. I'm not a snitch. Like niggas that. is cool. Yeah. So they grabbed the back of my. Head. I feel the familiar feeling of someone's hands on the back of my head. Please stop. <laughs> so, so they get me again, and it's the same bottle. Mm. No one's drank out of this bottle again since then. No, that's the prisoner. <laughs> this is the bottle. That's the prisoner bottle, Look, right? Pay, not the bottle for payment. Sorry, you good? Yeah, nigga, this is just a that's crazy, dramatic. Huh? <laughs> it's a crazy story. So they get me again, man. They turn this bottle up, and this time, man, I did not take it like a soldier. <laughs> I did not. The first three shots that went down, like they were just glug, glug, glug. Mm. I was cool. And then I was like, oh, wait, there's a lot. There's a lot of liquor. It's always been a lot. <laughs> they might have went extra hard because this is the this second time. This is the second time. I probably so would have joined sh- in at this point. <laughs> the shit went, yeah, there's way more people. Yeah. It's, I remember it being way louder because I'm looking up at the ceiling, right? I'm looking up at the, the, the fucking top of this uh, deck. Mm. And they're just. Pouring this liquor down my throat, and they keep going. So I'm like, now I feel like I'm being waterboarded, waterboarded with like vodka, and it's going in my nose and shit. I'm sputtering, but this nigga still got his hand on the back of my head. So I'm just like, I've got to survive this. So, so you so almost drown. Almost drown in vodka, but we make it right. Mm. Everything started back up again. But my black ass was not taking any part of this. I sat down behind the DJ booth and was like, "Play this one. <laughs> oh, you just, you wipe just me. Play me. Play wipe me down right now I because I am wet. <laughs> like, I, I bet am you need covered to down. in fucking vodka. It's all down my fucking shirt. Mm. I'm fucked up. That whole rest of the night, man. I don't even know who I was. There was a point I, I remember in small sections where I woke up. Okay. Like and regained consciousness. I was sitting at the DJ booth and then I was by myself mm-hmm. just staring at the thing and I was just picking songs. I remember I remember just going down the list. They were like, hey, hold it down. Mm. And you sit your black ass down. <laughs> you just sit down, dog. Look here in the grito. <laughs> and you sit just sit off in the cut and shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I'm playing the bangers, right? And I'm sitting there. Finally, I'm like, oh God, I gotta get up. Now it's two or three in the morning, man. Like this party's still going strong. Gross. The D, like, what's your name and Lotus come back? Because they've been fucking around with some bitches at the time. They was fucking around with some bitches. I was just sitting there. And uh, they come back and they're like, hey, man, you should go ahead and get up off the DJ thing. We're going to go ahead and do some mixing. I was like, oh, you're cool. Oh, and I fucking stumble my drunk ass Don't do it again. into the house. <laughs> Wait, it doesn't get any better. I stumble into the house. I start talking to somebody. Mm. And I throw up in the house. You a fucking nuisance. It's ruthless, dog. I'm in in the front door, throw up in the house. They're like, oh, get him out of here, get him out of here. I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm now out of the house. I've pushed pushed out of the house. And then they sit me on the front porch, Mm. like right there on the steps, like right before you get to the big field where everybody was fucking parked. And I sat there for like an hour and a half. At some point, I took off my shirt. Gross. And some Mexican dude walked. You weren't fat, man. You weren't fat. I wasn't. Man. I wasn't fat. I wasn't very fat at the time. But I don't know if you know this, but when you take off your shirt at a Mexican party, I don't know this. That means you want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> that means you want to fight. Mm. So I'm on the porch with my shirt off because it's hot, mm. and I am blackout, fucked up, drunk. I believe it. And some Mexican dude, I remember this very clearly, comes over, stands over me, and is just like, "Say, Holmes." 
Say, dog, look, you good, but don't get up without that shirt on, all right? That's otherwise, right. otherwise, you're going to get these. And I'm looking at this thing like, man, I'm not trying to fight nobody. I'm just <laughs> fucked up. Like, he's like, say, man, you just chill. Just, just don't get up, mm. all right? All right, whatever, nigga. I'm not moving. Okay. <laughs> so I fucking pass out. And it wasn't until <laughs> fucking Lo Castro and what's your name were ready to go home at like three mm. that they came and got me. You only had to be drunk and <laughs> fucked up for like 30 minutes. Yeah, right? They came and got me. You took a power nap. Oh, yeah. You made it to the car. Mm. I don't even remember getting in the back. I remember waking up the next day at Lo Castro's parents' house. There you go. His dad was bouncing a basketball on the top of my head because he knew I was fucked up. <laughs> he was just like, oh, hey, you have a good night? I was it like, was right. it was okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man. Okay. That's, uh, that's my experience. I, I, that's why I'm, I'm getting I'm inclined to believe that that shit might be some fake shit. No, that shit all happened. You got some shit on that. Yeah, yeah you Nah, no, no. Only because I ain't never seen a Mexican drink vodka before. That's why well, that's it was not the prison bottle. It was oh, a, okay. <laughs> it was a that's punishment why was bottle. Like, <laughs> all right. I know nobody worried about that fucking vodka. Word. Somebody had brought that to the party and they were just like, oh, let's do, dump it down this black kid's Fine, whatever. We'll just keep that as the plan. God, that uh, sounds awful. Pause. Terrible. <laughs> but it's okay. You didn't stop. You didn't stop thinking Nah, about man. It. it was just, uh... But that's that's my experience with ciphers, man. I, I, I actually don't... Like, <laughs> I don't even jump in. I'll just chill at the back looking for chords. There you go. Nah, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just hoping. <laughs> that's good. Just, looking that's good. around, watching out. That's good. I like that one. Uh, and I also don't I don't fuck with absolute vodka anymore. I don't I, drink it anymore. I never did. <laughs> like I never did. You'll not catch me with a bottle of absolute my hand because it, it transports me. reminds me of very bad times. <laughs> it transports me immediately back there. And mm. I still try to remember. I was like, was that did I look intimidating? Did it just, I didn't understand the rules until I woke up and they nah, told ab- me. That. Absolute <laughs> is the type of vodka you buy when you don't know how to buy alcohol yet. <laughs> so it's just, you know. It's like, hey, it's about oh, this is vodka, it's big, it's blue. Got some cool letters on it. Easy. I guess we'll take it to this awkward 19-year-old party. But can somebody explain to me why it's $200 at a club? Oh, man, that's club bottle prices. That's that, That's ridiculous. No, 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 no. Because you got to make you gotta make the club back the money that they was going to lose. They're like, they was going to gain for the bottle. Oh, this one bottle. That's I don't see why niggas get mad at bottle service. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That's a good flex. Buy bottles at the club. I recommend it for everybody. I don't got a bottle buying money, but... Then don't go in there. <laughs> Stay your ass at home. Stay your broke ass in? Huh? No, man. I mean, I don't know, man. I like nightclubs. I used to hate them shits, but I like them now. See, like, I've only stepped into mostly titty bars. I've been to a couple nightclubs. That's totally different. You can bring your own liquor in. Yeah, like, <laughs> I love titty bars. That's what fucked me up, though, because I started off in titty bars. Yeah. I was 18. I was very excited. I was like, oh, my God, titties. I'm going to go in. This is great. Actually, you didn't get a chance to go to the titty bar that one time I took uh, What's Your Name and Crown. No, I, no. Was, I was underage. That was great. It was another yeah, good story. I was story. underage. Was, Keep it rolling. <laughs> a story about baby arm, man. Was Did you hear about baby arm? arm? No. baby arm? Oh, uh, no. Nah. Hurry up and take a piss or something like that, I'm and I'll tell you about I gotta, check on the, I gotta check on the video. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Last story, because I, I, gotta, I, gotta, <laughs> I gotta focus on some of these topics. But, so... I've been 18. I went to the titty bar. I was like, oh, this is great. This is fine. Some, like a bunch of like older dudes took me out. And uh, it's kind of fucked up because the guy that took me out to the titty bar, his name was... Uh, you sure? This is the this the time? No, no, no. No, no. When I went the first time. Like, this the first was, time. The very first time y'all went. <laughs> the very first time I ever during went. That, 
That's different. Your own volition. Yeah, no, I went, but I took them <laughs> later. I had already been to a titty bar, like by the time I took them. Okay. Right? So like, but the time I went, this dude named Bo took me. Bo was very well known at the strip club. Okay. <laughs> like, but his nigga's name was Bo. I believe it. He smelled like Bo. BO. <laughs> but but they loved him. they loved him at the titty bar. So he was I, fat with four legs. A little. I'm talking about the chunks. <laughs> I'm talking about the big old chunk spot. On the thigh region. On the thigh region, that's the that's the fourth and third leg. The fourth and third, yeah. Yes, perfect. Yeah, that's exactly B.O. But, so, yada yada went to the titty bar with B.O. It was great. But, when I took Crown and What's Your Name to the titty bar, that was when we were big dicking in Dallas. No, that's what I'm fucking talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah we, were, we were big dicking in Dallas. You took we, him, you took Ambition. Hold on, let me make sure I get it right. <laughs> ambitious I, Me. I did not take Ambitious Me. <laughs> yeah, you did. No, we were staying with you. Young. We was ambitious like, we like the same age. <laughs> ambitious Me. I forgot. <laughs> sat in a hotel and played Tekken X. Street Fighter. Played Tekken X. Street Fighter. I did a bunch of uh, research on like cheap Dallas strip clubs, and I found that there was a $7 night at Tiger Cabaret. Yeah, you gonna shout some niggas out like oh, that? Oh, yeah, baby. Hey. These niggas look like on Instagram. <laughs> so, I was like, $7 night at Tiger Cabaret? Mm-hmm. This sounds great. So, I beg mom to let me use... <laughs> <laughs> to let me use the van. Now, let's go ahead and, and address... They just the official Tiger Cabaret, because they not popping on IG. Hey, look, it was not... They probably it, not going to $7 like. night. It's Dallas. There's 82 shit. Yeah, 9125 ER... L. Tom Thornton, whatever. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a building. eighteen and up BYOB place dirty. <laughs> that is a warehouse. Yes, and yeah. when I t- there's a man named Baby Arm in there. Is that her? No, <laughs> no that's not Baby Arm is a girl. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but Big Digging in Dallas was a uh, a family trip that we did. My mom had just got taxes in. She was very excited to try to take us out to have a good time. Yeah, that's dead last Tiger <laughs> Look at you. Dead, deep in Tiger Cabaret's Instagrams. But, yo, so mom had got her income tax. She really wanted to take us to Dallas to have a good time. So we were like, can we bring friends? And she was like, of course, right? I don't know why we laughing now, like with a mom. It was closer to you. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was uh, closer to your birthday. I don't fucking remember. Yeah, no, no, the tax season was close to care. Yeah. Yeah. So we took. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tax season, the baby bro's birthday. And so we all. Call Villa 99, whatever the fuck. We all went to Dallas and we brought Crown, what's your name, and Ambitious Me. Mm. Because Ambitious Me didn't have shit else to do. And uh, we knew him from church. We loved him to death. It was great. (laughs) So we brought him along. Yeah. So I'll jump in the car. We jump in the van, excuse me, and we go to Dallas, and we have a great time. But on uh, before we went, what's your name? And Crown had just turned eighteen. 18. Yeah. Good so on. it was it was perfect time, prime time. By the way, <clears throat> what's your, I mean, Crown definitely been eighteen for about six months at the time. Yeah. Crown's birthday in September. <clears throat> what's your name? Birthday in December. Don't ever. They had been eighteen. Okay. They had just been eighteen. It was it was it was still eighteen prime time, right? Right. So I was like, Mom, Mom, look. These dudes just turned 18. I didn't even say these dudes. I definitely said these niggas to my mom. I was like, these niggas just turned to 18. All right, I've okay. been to the strip club, right? There's a $7 night at the strip club, mom. I got my license. Can I take these two dudes to, to the, the strip, strip club? club? Okay. Right? Okay. And mom. On this family trip, would you Mom, please? being dope as hell. Shout out to mom. Was like, as long as you spend your own money. 
no problem. So I rally the dudes, we jump in the car, we go to Tiger Cabaret. Now, mind you, it's $7 night. I did the research. Mm. Right? We get there. I did the Googles before. <laughs> like, I Googled that shit before the smartphone era. Exactly, man. I was really trying. I was really trying to make sure we had the best time for the cheapest prices. Mm. So $7 night, we get there. We're getting ready to come Y'all in. excited. Y'all got folded up pieces we of got paper. $40, we got $40 a piece, give or take. Mm. Right? We get there. And the motherfuckers like, y'all look, right. like, y'all look like kids. We minors, minors <laughs> like a motherfucker. And they're like, all right, cool. Well, y'all are minors, so it'll be twenty five. <laughs> and we were like, huh? It was supposed to be seven dollar night. That's because if you could buy alcohol, right? It's seven dollars. Stupid ass. But it's like I, that wasn't on the fucking flyer. But whatever. That was, that was highly assumed. Now that I'm an adult. But anyway, <laughs> whatever. So I'm like, all right, let's just pay them. So twenty five, right? We give this big ass nigga, the bouncer dude, $25 a piece, right? And uh, homeboy goes, All right, guys, let me pat you down real quick. Pats us all down. He looks at us all, and, he, and we were like, Yo, what's the first rule? You know what the rules are? And then that's, that's the first thing that What's Your Name says, like, Don't touch the girls. He's like, Nah, party hard. <laughs> and then he was like, well, Gone in. So we. We all went in. We were very excited. And then we walk in, and there's 80 niggas. One dude in a cowboy hat sitting at Satellite 2. Is that Baby R? <laughs> no, that's not Baby R. All right. There's one dude, one white dude in a cowboy hat at Satellite 2, mm. and he's got this girl reserved because he's just he's just peeling off okay. ones from this fun fact. Static ones, shit going nowhere. <laughs> she is reserved. But there's 80 niggas Packed in this warehouse, right? And there's some white dude with a, like, you know, you know how fucking titty bar DJs in Texas yeah, look? Yeah. It's Bubba Sparks behind yeah, the fucking... Yeah. <laughs> Bubba Sparks with the fucking uh, furniture. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Sparks back there DJing. And he's like calling all sorts of fucking names and stuff. And we're like, whatever. So we find a little spot. We get off to the side. We're like, all right. I'm so brave. This is perfect, right? But there's, there's a lot of niggas in this motherfucker. I believe. And it's packed. And there's only like nine girls. And they're all like... Sevens, okay. That's so fair. it's like whatever. We're watching. We're looking around. I you mean, there's to, some, there's some thick ass like you eights. go to cheetahs, you get six. <laughs> like, there's some thick ass eights over there, and and then some sixes running around. But we're like, ah, none of these. Mm. Now it's it's uh it's closest to our birthday, Crown's birthday. <laughs> it's closest to Crown's birthday. So we're like, all right, we're gonna get you a dance from the, like the finest woman in here, right? So I spotted her at the time. I was like, all right, cool. Mm. Now. Mind you, she's quite obviously the finest bitch in here. Okay. So she's in high demand. But y'all got $15. We got... <laughs> no, we got 45 all together. Who paid for you? Uh, oh, all together. $45. $45 all together, uh-huh. right? So we're like sitting around. We're chilling, right? We're just trying to scope it out. I'm trying to get this... I'm going to get this one bitch's attention. I see her. I see her. I'm like, all right, cool. This dancer right here, she's obviously the finest. So I'm going to get her from my homeboy once she's done... With all our other customers, because again, she's the finest bitch in here. She's high demand. So we're all just sitting there, waiting, chilling, kind of mm. looking at the stage. Things are going on, and then this one bitch walks up, right? Mm. And her name was Fire. Shout out to Fire. Fire walks up. He's like, "Hey, miners!" Hey, and we're hey, like, "Crown and Watchman <laughs> told me all about them." So, <laughs> so Fire Fire walks up. He's like, "Hey, miners!" And they're like, "She's like, hey, we're like, hi." And she's like, "Y'all, y'all know y'all can drink, right?" And and like yeah, shot like, the fire. <laughs> I, nah, I mean like she's like just wait, hold on, I'll be right back. So she leaves. Now mind you, none of us ordered anything. She just comes back with three beers, gives us the three beers. Oh, how nice! Takes off our bracelets. 
And then it's like, what, no tip? So, mind you, <laughs> I got 15. What's your name's got 15? And Crown's got $15. Nobody wants to tip this bride. But what about the bitch? We're trying, to, we're trying to pay the bad bitch. So, I take one for the team. I go in my pocket. I get $5. I put the $5. That's a hard. Because you done know, <laughs> you know, spent about, uh, wait, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. You done spent a hefty chunk of your bankroll. Oh, yeah. Fucking with this. <laughs> fucking with this one bride. So, I tuck the $5 in a little G-string. And she's like, oh, yeah, that got you a dance. I'm like... I'm not that. tipping you. <laughs> I didn't want one, but okay. Yeah. Well, I get you so fire, fire jumps on my shit. Does she smell? Does she have that distinctive nah, stripper smell? Nah, this is too. Th- yeah, obviously. Smell like sweat, <laughs> disappointment, and the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest <laughs> perfume you've ever smelled in your life. It's What's choking that? the fuck out. There was a cartoon where they had a uh, ham perfume. Was it Johnny Bravo or Dexter's Laboratory? I don't even want to. <laughs> no, no, it was up. cow and chicken. Because they were all about the pig butts. Somebody's going to correct this. But anyway. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully if someone listens. But, so she's all on me, right? And this is 2014, so you remember when that fucking... I thought she smelled like him. A little bit. <laughs> a little That's bit fucked up. Honey glazed. That's fucked up. Honey glazed hair. I like stripper smell. <laughs> <laughs> that one in particular smelled like ham. But mm. she had just been passed around. I watched her get up off a nigga and come right here to give us beers. She's very... She works hard. She's a stripper. That's what they're supposed to do. She a dancer. Yeah, I don't know. I just respect strippers now. I, I but anyway. disrespect strippers, but... The young ass did. 2000, <laughs> 2014. So, it was uh, prime... Uh, I don't even remember the, the, the fucking trend where it was fucking popular to just beat the shit out of somebody's dick with the ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. drop it and it like, time, almost try to hurt a motherfucker. Like, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. gravitas. Yeah, the meat killer. Yeah, the meat killer. <laughs> well, that was popular. Mm. So guess who got that dick pulverized? You loved it. Five dollars. I didn't. She kept grabbing my Niggas hand. Niggas pay top dollar for that. Not five. Pay <laughs> <Hey>, five. <laughs> so she grabbed my hand. She kept trying to slide it over there to her to a crotch area. Yeah. She was trying to get me to fill up. Got to, man. I we mean, gotta make that money. She was trying to get more to five. I know money. you got ten on me. <laughs> I got nothing. She can smell it. She's like, I know this ain't all of it. Give it all to me. You a minor, man. That's why y'all walked in here, right? So beats the shit out of my shit. Just fucking like ass. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, oh, whoa. Mm. Whatever. I take the ass woman from fire. All right? She gets up. Well, my nigga, what's your name? And uh, crown do Them niggas are laughing. <laughs> Them niggas know I didn't want that dance. But whatever. So fire gets up. Thanks, guys. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, mm, uh. And so she walks off. All right? We're like, all right, cool. Yeah, that's got to be a tough feeling, man. Now, can, we, can I give... Can I just get a moment of silence for that stripper? <laughs> Imagine doing your finest stripper work for an ungrateful 18-year-old nigga. I was 19, thank you. Whatever, ungrateful 19-year-old nigga. I was very appreciative, but... You know, she came over there, gave you the top of the line, what every nigga's asking for in them streets. <laughs> and you give her five fucking-ass dollars. Bro. And she got to walk I, away from that. She gave me three beers. I took the five. Once again, you got way more at that deal than she did. I took the five into her G-string. Because she just got 20 from the other niggas over there. You a disrespectful nigga. Bro. I had $15, and I wasn't nigga. giving all 15 to fire. Because I had a mission. I was trying to get Crown taken care of. Mm. That's how it had to be. So, she walks off. I'm like, all right. That distraction was enough. It's time to go ahead and, and nut up and go get this bad bitch so we can get in here. Because I just had my dick pulverized. 
Gross. So it's time, <laughs> it's time to go ahead and get my man this dance. We're going to start really enjoying ourselves. So I get up to go get the bandage, right? And I mm. managed to lock eyes with her right as some nigga winds up and throws his arm around this bitch and right. carries her over. And it's this circle of about 10 niggas, right? And they're large niggas. And they're like, here's, and they just start chunking money. Now, I'm like, I can't compete with that. You really can't. But it got real crazy when, like, she was standing in the middle of the circle. She's dancing. She's dancing. And the niggas are getting more and more excited. Mm. So they creep up. Mm. And now they're standing. She disappears. Mm. And I'm like, Beautiful. oh, she done. Beautiful. It's the end of the oh, musical. Oh, yeah, I can't. <laughs> it's the end of the musical. <laughs> like, I, can't, I can't get her from inside of that. No. I'm not going in there no. to get that. It's raunchy. It's crazy. I can't see her, and these niggas are going wild, and there's money in the air. So I'm like, shit. Well, the bad bitch is done. Like, that's, that's, yeah, yeah that's she's wrecked. Cooked. She's there all night. Yeah, she's cooked. <laughs> all right? She's so I'm like, shit. So as I'm walking back to my section, right, to go sit down with the boys, <laughs> tell them I failed, right, uh, I look over at Satellite 3. Now, if y'all don't know about strip clubs, y'all have the main stage, right, and then there's a bunch of little small stages scattered throughout. Right. The, the club, that's the satellites, right? And one particular dancer gets said satellite. They dance on the satellite. Niggas can come up to them, get their dances and shit like that. They're at the satellite, peeling off ones. Good mm. stuff. At satellite three, it's a mirrored area. You know how you got those, those uh, the vanity Yeah, bitches? no, I'm, I'm familiar. Yeah, <laughs> it's the mirrored area. Yeah, so strippers, this, gotta, strippers gotta see themselves. It's man. this thick bitch who I didn't see at the beginning. She had fat ass. Oh, oh the sneaky thick bitch. I saw her, right? And she popping that ass. I'm like, bet. If I can't get that bitch... I wonder if I can grab her for 10. I think I can get her for 10. Whatever. That's disgusting. At that moment, right, mm. I look at her, I see, and then I see this midget. Was I'm sitting right next to her. This dwarf was sitting right next to her. This is not better. This little person was sitting right next to her. Debatably better. <laughs> but anyway. This small nigga was sitting right there next to her. Mm. I didn't see small nigga because he was hidden amongst... Regular size. You know why you didn't see his ass. (laughs) Now, it would have been one thing if he was just a midget. Word. But he had a baby arm. And I don't know if y'all know what a baby arm is. It's like a malformed, mm. tiny arm. Y'all seen Scary oh, Movie man, 2? Oh, man, I baby arm is something else. No. no. Oh. <laughs> Guess what we do not do in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, not a, not a desk out. <laughs> I should have said that. You fucked up. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> the fuck away from me, you dirty bitch. But baby arm, you see the Scary Movie 2, right? Where homeboy was like, my germs with the little hand with the little arm. Imagine that, but like less than two feet. This man had like eight inches of arm. And like, so he is sitting there and he looks hard as fuck. And I, oh, I yeah. wouldn't try. Is he black? Yes. That's, okay. a, that's obviously a nigga midget. You can't be fucking with <laughs> You can't fuck with black little people. Not man. at all. So this motherfucker reaches into his pie with his baby arm. Pulls out like a fat ass stack. Mm-hmm. Right ass stick bitches getting up to get to walk off the satellite. Word. Right? This man hurls the whole chunk of cash. Now I've gotten crowned and what's your name's attention because I'm like, yo, this this midget with the baby arm 
is balling and flexing on us real hard. <laughs> but I well, granted, that nigga's not a minor, so no, and he probably had a disability check. Now that I think about it. Well, fat ass. <laughs> don't <laughs> ever disrespect that fucking little person ever again, yo. So either yeah, way, he, <laughs> he he dry fucked the shit out that bitch. Cause after he chucked that ball of money, what was she supposed to do? She went right back to satellite three. And he got up on Satellite 3 because he's small <laughs> enough to get on Satellite 3. And shit, man, dry fucked the shit out of this bitch. I mean, I'm talking, he had his little baby arm it perched up and the other hand on the ass and he was going to town. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Yo, this strip club is insane, right? So wow. I'm like, all right, man, baby arm has already flexed on me. The other bitch is gone. I don't think we're going to find another bad bitch for you. We might have to settle. And as I'm saying that, Mm-hmm. Bubba Spark sales and coming to the stage, fire! And I'm like, oh my god! Fire gets on the stage and Waka Flocka starts playing, and she's not even dancing; she's just swagging out on stage. Bow, 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 bow. And she's just really paying five. Y'all paying five for that little work. <laughs> Yo, so. Fucking so she's on stage fucking going ham, right? And I'm thinking that's it. I was like, oh damn, this is this is a hell of a dance. She didn't even fucking touch the pole. But then Walker stops playing and Rihanna comes on. No, 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 it wasn't Rihanna. It was uh, Lil Wayne, I'm a Martian. She climbs to the top of the pole. I'm not trying to see and then Bubba Sparks <laughs> says, and cut the lights down. And the lights come even further down. It was dark in that bitch. Mm. It's even darker now. Right? And all you see at the top of the stripper pole is this like glowing green ball. It's a very tiny, couple glowing green balls, two glowing green balls, right? Okay. And you realize that it's fires clitoris piercings. Yeah, there's a better way to say that. Go on. <laughs> and you realize it's fires piercings glowing in the dark. And she's climbing down from the pole as right. if coming from space. Oh, because she's a Martian. Because she's a Martian. And I was like, oh, snap. This is the Cirque du Soleil of fucking strippers. Because she's got this glow-in-the-dark piercing, and she is coming down this motherfucker. And I'm like, damn. Now, as the lights come back up, right? Mm. I look over to my right. Mm. Again, cowboy dude has still got this one bitch hemmed up. That's a lot of <laughs> Like, he's still Realistically, looking at the time in here, you've probably only been here for like 16 minutes. Uh Maybe. I don't know. But all of it bled together before the finest bitch that could have walked in. She was a solid 8.5. Walked in. Her name was Leslie. Oh, how nice. Doubt it was actually Leslie, but that's a great little stripper name. (laughs) Like, little stripper name. I'm like, all right, bet. Leslie. Leslie's fine as fuck. And I'm like, I'm not playing no games. She just walked in. She just got in. I walk immediately up. I'm like, hey, girl, it's my boy's birthday. It was not his birthday. It was definitely not. His <laughs> it was not his birthday. It's my boy's birthday. We're trying to get him all taken care of. You know, come on over. We take you. I slipped my last ten in her back, like right there near her ass. And she's like, "That's perfect, baby. I'll be right back. I gotta go to the back, put my stuff down, and I'm coming right back out. I'm gonna take care of your boy. Which one is he?" And I point him out. <laughs> I point him out. She goes to the back. Now, mind you, I'm nervous. Because mm. last time I let a bitch out of my sight, I mm. locked eyes, and then somebody just showed she up. Mobbed, yeah. Exactly, got mobbed. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to just let her walk off. I'm going to mm. walk off. I'm going to hold it. And so I sit down. I let my arm, I let Crown know. I was like, yo, she's coming. It's going to be hard to edit. But <laughs> <laughs> I let Crown know. Yo, she's coming. And uh, she, she comes out the back, 
And I immediately get up. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, hey. So she comes right to me. I go over there. I walk right up to her. I'm like, no, we're going to bring you here. So she comes right over to my boy, gives him the lap dance, takes off her pants. She's like, I never take off my pants for anybody, but it's your birthday. <laughs> and we give we give crown on the lap dance of his life. He had a great time. That's nut. That's good. But, uh, and then we drove home. I'm going to ask his ass how that went. Oh, you definitely need to, because that's I'm exactly what happened. Because never as good as you think it is. Ah, bullshit. That's not even <laughs> That's it for story time. I didn't mean to go on that long about that shit. No, you went for a grip. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't help it, man. For a whole fucking grip. It was it was just too good. I couldn't help it. It was too too lined up. You you, you pretty much lined that shit up for me? Sure. There it works. <laughs> uh, but let's get to some actual topics. So, uh, speaking of the Well-Spoken Token podcast, uh, I know that the name might be a little strange to some people. I guess. Uh... And, and I guess I wanted to take this time to, like, kind of uh, explain. Maybe give some context mm-hmm. behind the well-spoken token, right? Okay. And, uh, brother, you know. The well-spoken token is actually a lyric from Childish Gambito <clears throat> featured on the song Backpackers. And uh, the particular portion I took out was uh, the well-spoken token that was never heard. And I was like, that's kind of dope. I like that. Because uh, I've, I've always been notoriously the token black friend uh, in most groups. And I was like, and, and most motherfuckers would be like, oh, you're one of the good ones. You speak so well. You're so eloquent. You pronounce everything and you use all of your enunciations. Oh, my God. It's great. You're one of the good ones, man. One of the good ones. <clears throat> and I heard that all the time growing up. <clears throat> because, I mean, growing up in the South, uh, white people love to uh, tell you how great of a nigga you are. Like, oh, you know, in comparison to other niggas. Because for some reason we had a bad name. I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck niggas did. Uh, but uh, because of that, I was always kind of given preferential treatment over other other niggas. Like, it was very easy. It was like uh, if something needed to be done or Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech needed to be read. They were like, oh, this guy's smart. He can do it. Uh, which smart just really equated to, like I said, yes, sir, no, sir, and yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. So that, and I read books. So that made me smart. And uh, that shit hyped me up. Like, that was, it was supposed to, they hyped me up a lot as a kid. They were like, oh, you know, you're smart. And so that shit began to, like, feed into my brain. Like, I, I really did begin to believe I was actually, like, a real. I mean, it, it's a good source for your ego. Yeah, absolutely. Especially as a young nerd. I mean, gifting the talented classes, all that bullshit. Which is a scam. Hey, look, that's a way to segregate kids in school. Like, it's not, like, it's a whole different world. Beside the point. But uh, I think when that veil started coming down where I was like, oh, uh, maybe I'm not just, like, some smart-ass nigga, was uh, when I failed fucking advanced, like, college uh, chemistry when I was in, like, fucking 11th grade. Uh, And I failed that shit. And then I had to go back in the second semester and do regular fucking chemistry. Mm. And I was like, God damn, this is a whole different world. Like, I'm learning what chemistry is in yeah. college class. And then in high school, like, class, I was like, do this worksheet, write this paper. Where? And I started looking around. I was like, oh, wow. They really did give me, like, weird special treatment on that. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. And I was like, damn, school systems. Y'all should really do away with that. I don't even blame it. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if it's a school system to blame. You know what I mean? Because you should feel like you have something to aspire to regardless. Hmm. But I do think that when you don't give other kids the opportunity, if you condition certain people to believe that they are smarter than other people or they have more access to other resources, then they're going to grow up and feel that way 
continuously that or feel like some sort of like survivor's guilt if they come from a certain area. Whereas the other kids, they don't know any better or they don't really give a fuck because nobody ever gave them the chance to give a fuck, if that makes sense. Nah, I get you. It's like uh, people were like, you're too dumb to even get a chance. Dumb is a strong word. Or, or excuse me, you're not, <clears throat> you're not intelligent enough to take this chance. Or this I think the word, a better word for it might be like sharp. Okay. Like this person <clears throat> might be a, a sharper, quote sharper person. And the way they figure it out is it's so fucking dumb because like, you know, like if you can read well as a fucking four-year-old or if you can do basic arithmetic as a six-year-old, you know what I'm saying? They're going to look at you and be like, oh yeah, you're, you're gifted. You're talented. When in reality, you're just a little bit sharper than the average six or five-year-old. And that's a, that's more of an engagement thing. If you're like young and you grow up in a house where your parents are engaging you, of course, you're going to be smarter. Smarter, once again, being, you know, the wrong word. But you might be a little bit more Less developed. Ignorant. Maybe like more more developed probably. Yeah, you'll probably be a little bit more developed because you did a lot of the things that you know people rely on school to do for you. Now the the trick is like turning thirteen and you know that fucking that that curve happens and you the 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 subject matter that you're dealing with is a lot more complicated than just basic arithmetic, basic reading, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't think people really get prepared for that. If it's if they're not truly ahead of the curve, you know what I mean? Okay. Like the gifted people, or what people would call the gifted people. Um, air quotes, air quotes, like a motherfucker. Yeah, but the, those people, they. How do I put it? I'll silence this here. This will be easy to edit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the the gifted people have encountered certain shit before. I mean, I'm cooking. I'm cooking. But you go ahead. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get it in there because I know what I'm trying to say, but I don't know the best way to say it without being fucked up. So, like, I guess what it boils down to is experience is everything. Like, if you've experienced something or had an opportunity to at least try it and fail and have someone to guide you yeah. through that failure, because I, I think that's what the, the gifted and talented classes were for. It was just like, hey, I'm going to give you this opportunity. Yeah. If you fail, it's okay. We'll try to guide you. I don't, think that, that, I don't think that feeling of failure is ever encouraged, though. No, hell no. I think that I think that automatically you're not supposed to fail these classes. Yeah, I think that, and I think that there's this undercurrent of like, don't fail this shit, or or else you're gonna lose your status, and here. you'll be back to like regular right. students. And because you've never really been in that environment before, you're fucking petrified of yeah. going back to that. So me as a well-spoken token, because there are other niggas like me. Like I mean, like they they technically are all tokens in that manner. There's only three of us in my fucking advanced class. Three niggas. Sure. All males. Sure. And like, and yeah. Well, so, female, females be smart. No, no, I mean, absolutely. I'm just saying in my particular class, uh, well, not my entire graduating class, but the people that I grew up with, like, mm. through these gifted and talented classes, we're all in most, most of the same courses. We're the same three niggas. Yeah. And, uh. Oh, you had some, you had some GT girls in your class? Yeah. Like. But that was killing y'all asses. I mean, that's because yeah, they, had not, y'all, they had to. They had to. Like that, they had it way worse than just the regular, yeah, 100%. the regular token niggas. Like they yeah. had to be token women niggas. Like it was oh like, God. it was already a problem. That's like terrifying. it was puberty time, man. They were going mm-hmm. through all sorts of shit. Hormones are fucked up, and they're being like and ostracized and pushed up by inner woman. Yeah. Like nah, I don't, I don't, I don't wish that on anybody. Me neither. <laughs> or at least the treatment. But uh, yeah, so there were there were just three of us. And uh, we were all presented with these opportunities, right? But it was a lot of pressure because it yeah. was just like, if you fuck up, right, you just going go back. right back to being a regular nigga, right? And it doesn't matter. We're just going to treat you like ass, right? right? So, I mean, it was like the equivalent of being a schoolhouse nigga, almost. 
Yeah. As extreme as that sounds, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I I like to take shit to the extremes. But it's like the equivalent of being a schoolhouse nigga. Like, you got this certain status. You got to be, like, on someone's list or radar. And you got that preferential treatment. Absolutely. And there was a a benefit of the doubt associated with that. So that when you were caught up doing regular fucking shit. When you were doing just shit that happens in your environment. Like, when you're, yeah, you're doing regular shit. Like, you got a benefit of the doubt. Like, oh, that's one of the good ones. Yeah. Right? Yeah, don't, don't, don't hit him with the book. Exactly. Like, don't make an example out of that one. Yeah. Like, we've already tried to make it. Oh, don't fuck him. Uh, he's got a future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fuck right. Every, like, fuck. So, it was uh, those feelings. Uh, after I switched to remedial, not remedial. Nothing. <laughs> what felt like remedial chemistry to me at the time, I had this weird sense of, like, this awakening where I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. Like, I'm getting, like, this weird special treatment. Like, there were other niggas in the class. Like, there yeah. were other people around. And I was like, oh, like... This is the work y'all do and shit like that. And this is how they yeah. treat you in this classroom. That's crazy. And when I woke up and realized, I was like, oh, this is what it this is what it really means. Like, I, I was so used to just my white friends and how normal that shit was. Mm. Uh, and, you know, only the nigga friends that I hung around with were mostly cousins and shit. So yeah. it's like family. Um, I was like, shit. Like, I, I really started, like, trying to lean myself back into, like, regular culture and, like, get down to earth with niggas. It was like, yo, you know. Is this what's happening? I don't know if that's the way you should put that. But anyway. <laughs> so I, was, I started really leading into that. Uh, like getting to know people outside of the fucking GT courses yeah. and shit like that. And I started making like valuable friendships and connections. Or really starting to have people that related to me. I think I think there's something that when I had my, my own personal shit going with that. Mm-hmm. Not to step on yours. But like when I had my own personal shit, I realized like... There's a difference between being a good connection mm-hmm. and having somebody solid in your corner. Okay. And I think that when you get to these other places and you get exposed to these other people, you know what I'm saying, the people that you basically grew up with, the people you've always been around, but you never get exposed to on an on a intimate level because, you know, you get separated from them, you realize, like, oh, when you come from that shared background, you come from that same environment, it's a lot more solid. You, you, you can rely on them to do more for you. Yeah, niggas gonna be down. Yeah. And uh, I, I didn't realize that until my senior year. And then after that, I went to college. Mm. And I mean, it was just more of the same. I was like, you know, oh, this is one of the good ones, yada, yada. Right. So, and uh, I think that's kind of one of the reasons why I failed. Like, I, I didn't do as much in college besides the fact that I didn't really try. Yeah, no, you didn't try. Fucking glasses. Uh, except for theater classes, um, was that I didn't really feel like I had anybody in my corner. No, there like, was nobody solid no, around for Like, I, I love the people that I interact with. They were real dope. I, I had good times. But right? you could only trust them so much. Exactly, because they had not been through... They had no sense of self-preservation. Yeah, they, hadn't, they hadn't been through the experiences that I had or had, yeah. like, the crazy shit to go on in my life just from, like, run-of-the-mill everyday doing... Like, just being a nigga, right? Yeah. Just being... Uh, just being black at the time. So it it drove me out of that and away from that. And I mm-hmm. really isolated after that time. Right? Like after I quit school and all that shit like that, I, I isolated like a motherfucker. Because I realized, I realized I was like, oh, I have to really like figure out what the fuck my identity is because not a whole lot of motherfuckers got my back. And if I'm not solid mm-hmm. in myself, right? How can I be solid? How can I be solid anywhere fucking else? Like how can I, how can I live as a, as a fucking adult? Right? Yeah. Uh, and it took me years. And I was, uh, I started 
like really formulating. I was like, oh, what? Well, what's the well-spoken token, and what did I what I want this to be? Like probably around about that time, right? That's True. when I was like starting to the gears were starting to turn, and uh, what I wanted out of the well-spoken token, out of this, was an opportunity to give a voice to niggas and people not just niggas but like people that felt like me that felt like they were they were characterized as this one thing you see this one picture it's like oh this guy Mm -hmm. is and not to barack obama's not a negative but like oh this guy is the next to barack obama like he's very well spoken he understands things like he's polite right you know he gives all you already know how i feel about that term because you know I, i i was so against you calling it this from the get. Absolutely. Mainly because I just hate the term well-spoken and the term token. I just hate that it's it's, it's restricting, Yeah. in my personal opinion. Because it doesn't really give you the opportunity to be the person that you actually are. But, you know, after you kind of explained it, broke it down into, like, its simpler parts, I was like, you know what, I can kind of get into it. What the hell are you bringing up? What, the, what are you looking up? Oh, well, I was looking up uh, just to make sure that I quoted that backpacker's line, right? I was like, this, I'm, yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not my favorite Excuse song. Excuse me. Uh, the well-spoken token who ain't been heard. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. The only white rapper who's allowed to say the N-word. Damn, that shit was good. Charles Gibbs. Not a fan. Charles Gibbs was a genius. Uh, a genius. Uh, that new album was fire. Uh, I don't care that it flopped. It's not even... Uh, we can get into that. I mean, absolutely. After this, though. Yeah. Uh, we we got to give some context, contextualize the whole well-spoken token thing. So, yeah. So, I, I've been formulating it since then. I was like, I want to give a voice to people who have these crazy experiences, right? Right. But I also have, like, that other, like, who have these crazy experiences just from being, you know, black. Yeah, young and black. Black and possibly nerdy or things like that, but who fit in, who fit in more so at the time with white kids. I I think more more so it was, like, people assign certain, uh, certain titles to you based on the demographic and the things that you like. Yeah. And when you're a young black kid and you get roped into all these gifted and talented classes, you know, you get removed from some of your other peers. And, you know, it, it, after a while, it just creates some sort of alienation, you know? And it, it's not even just the gifted and talented thing. It could just be something as simple as your interests, the things that you want to do. Yes, yeah, The me. fact that your family is pretty well off. Like, there's different Which things. They weren't, but, you know. I yeah, mean, they were better than, better than some, but not a, not, definitely not that well off. No, nah, it was it was just uh, you know about that alienation and like that's what how, no interest. matter what happens you're gonna end up back in a position where you have to look back on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, sorry to get to your point about or or to take it back to what you're saying about interest, right? Yeah. Uh, that 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 at some point you got alienated due to some mm-hmm. reason, right? Mm-hmm. No, anybody. Like, yeah. yeah. Any, um, and and uh, of course my interests were uh, outside the normal purview of a lot of my like. At a certain point. Like, I mean, yeah. as a kid, we all like anime. And Everybody loves Power Rangers and fucking Dragon Ball Z. That's yeah. a very easy thing. But I think it's those labels that, that kind of make you turn different ways. Yeah. Or make you think so bi- like in such a binary manner about the shit. Yeah, it, it turned me... It, it was because I was like, oh, I wasn't being accepted in some circles, right? Because right. just what I was trying to talk about or what I was interested in wasn't necessarily playing... With, with the people I was around, so I gravitated towards the people that I don't like that that did get it that, that yeah. were into it right, and I was yeah because most niggas just be in the closet about it. <laughs> it's true, uh, 
but when I figured out, like, I was like, oh, these people will accept me right off the jump. Like, I was like, oh, let me lean into this. And then I found out, like, oh, there are other people who have had experiences like me. Well, it, it's because the, most of the time these guys don't have that same Freedom? upfront cultural code. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, no white man looks at himself and thinks of himself like he's a white man. This is a man. Yeah, they're just a man. Yeah. Whereas you default to, oh, I'm a black dude. True. You know what I'm saying? So... Even as a child, they don't have that same cultural, like, dissonance between, you know, each other. So they see you as like, oh, that's just the, the, the other kid. Whereas us, we've always kind of known, like, oh, that's one of the white kids. Yeah. Or that's one of the, you know, Hispanic dudes. You know, because they, they, they don't have to live in that world. No, I mean, there's, there's not it. an association that goes with that. There's not a, a, unless they've been forced to. Yeah, by being like a minority, like in the the rare cases, right? Well, not not so much. Well, if you now. grow if you grow up around minorities, yeah, because yeah. there are exceptions. You know, what's your name, for instance? Like he's always, yo, that's my dog. That's or even what the fuck is that nigga's name on Instagram? So I don't fucking say his real name. Uh, he, uh, oh, Chifo? Is it Chifo? I just call him Chief. You don't know, call. Him I mean, whatever, man. Let me just make sure. I mean, yeah, we're all right. Whatever. Yeah, chief. It is. <laughs> chief. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, we grew no, up with that. him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, like, we, we grew up with him. He was like my, one of mom's best friends, mm-hmm. right? Oh, excuse me. His mom was one of mom's best friends, mm-hmm. right? But you got to think, Chief was fucking half Hispanic-ish. Of course. His, his father's like Hispanic-ish. Yeah. I think there's just a, I think there's just a sense of like racial awareness. Cool professor. Yeah. That's, that's what I just saw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyway, um... When it when it comes to that type of stuff, like there's a certain racial awareness that I don't think a lot of young white kids have to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, of course they're gonna accept you. Of course they're gonna be like, "Oh, you like this type of shit?" Because it's just about interest. Yeah, it's just like, "Oh, hey, you're into this thing. I'm into this thing. Let's let's yeah. do it." That's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. I think that the shared experience of being young and black has gotten me more experience. I'm not experience. Uh, more opportunities than not. Yeah, I mean, it, it gives you an opportunity to have experiences. Like, you get to see it on all sides. Because motherfuckers that don't know you or don't know that you have, like, some kind of future right. air quotes or some shit like that, they treat you yeah, just like, like, anybody, just like else. anybody else. Yeah, They'll pull you out the car, throw you up against the wall, call you a dirtbag, all that good stuff. Yeah. Like, you know? You so, know. like, there's no escaping, like, that dissonance. As, as a like as a nigga, as, as, a, as a as a young black male, like that or any black person, mm. there's no like you don't get to get away from that. Agreed. Like, um, but in in saying all that, right? I also wanted to deal with like because of the the token aspect of everything, like uh, moving, like me, meeting other people became kind of difficult because once you work yourself into and, and just like you were talking about last podcast how like when it came to meeting individuals or mm. the romantic aspect like the way i operated was uh you know you meet someone like yeah. on, a, on an actual day-to-day basis in real life yeah you rely you, on reputation yeah you rely relying on reputations what uh what you said um it's now now like that i've moved clear across the country right and i'm like here in this area and on the east coast i've got to start over and uh, this fish out of water experience for me is is mad different, right? Because now I've I think it's good for you. I mean, I, I love it. I love it in a way. It's just super different to try to like build and cultivate relationships 
uh, without any prior knowledge of that person or them having any prior knowledge of it me. It is cool professor. <laughs> I told you it was cool professor. It was a K. K-O-L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. K-O-O-L. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but people, people around here, they're so, like, it's so different from back home that, like, sometimes I find myself just, like, at a loss. Yeah. Of, like, oh, how do I approach this? Like, because... Yeah. Typically, I was like, oh, oh, I'm going to throw, like, eight curse words into this situation. Like, I mean, if we're being funny, like, typically when I first meet people, I'm not immediately cursing them out. Like, yeah. But, you know, if something funny is going on or something like that, I'm going to, like, fucking... Yeah, you're going to cuss. I'm going to cuss. I'm going to go a little ham. Like, uh, I met, like, these two guys at my new job, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm digging around with them, and uh, we just got a new manager, and uh, we, we were kind of all talking shit, right? But mm-hmm. as we segue from him, we got because we we got to talk about the women that work there, and there's a lot of badass women just running around this little Amazon shopping area. Damn, with the fat. Ask yourself. <laughs> anyway, you going? Yeah. There's a lot of fine ass women just running around here, right? And so they're talking about women, and I feel like this is a perfect opportunity for me to jump in here, right? And make a like a genuine connection with these two dudes, right? Because I we had, we had joked and laughed about the new manager guy, and I was like, oh, perfect! Like you know, now we're talking about women. I like women, right? Yeah. So we're going on the list, and uh, we start talking in, and we go in on this one particular girl, and I'm like, damn, that girl at the fatty. I mean, like she all in the face. You love to talk, blah 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 blah, and like I'm I say some wild shit. Right? Fuck that. That's like, how you lose your job. Well, here's what I, here's what I said. So sure. that, yeah, I'm out there. I'm gonna say it. What the fuck? Like it's my okay. podcast, babe. Right. Like so, so we're all talking. They're like, yeah, man, she's so fine. She be in your face, gabbing and stuff like that. Talking, it's really hard to pay attention to what she's saying because she got all that ass back there. And I'm like, man, I agree, man. I just be trying to like run up on her, talk to her. I'm like, hey, baby, what's happening? In my brain, I'm like, just let me smell it. And oh. like, <laughs> so one dude dies laughing. Other dude is appalled. He is appalled at what I have just said. Mm. He's like, nigga, smell what? What are we smelling here? Yeah. Her ass? What yeah. is it? I'm like, I, just, I wasn't prepared to yeah, have to, ex- I wasn't prepared to have to explain this. I didn't think yeah. this through when I finished saying it. Thank God, other dude laughed, which gave me an out to just be like, oh, let me jump on this nigga's energy, right? Mm. And then we're going to look at you like you crazy for asking this questions. Mm. So yeah, but it could have went south. It really could have if had if homeboy had not laughed. Yeah, so, that's, that's something that you kind of got to worry about here because there's a more uh, professional air out here. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Due to due to you know minimum wage being what it is, and most people working in some sort of corporate environment, you know, no, most people don't expect you to just come off the wall with some crazy. Shit. I'm gonna leave it alone. Sorry, man. That was a premium snap. I just yeah. I'm glad that you uh, you ballsy enough to say so, but I mean. <laughs> I wasn't subscribed to the premium snap, but a homeboy of mine was like, hey, floop. You should always pay the sex workers that you deal with. But anyway. All right. Look, moving on. I, we have to support sex workers. But I'm anyway. a professional lurker. Mm. I like to middleman my sex worker friends mm. or sex worker individuals. Like, look, if somebody hits me up and they're like, hey, this chick's the baddie, right? Get on the premium. I'm not signing up for the premium. What I am doing, however, okay. is spreading the message about the premium. I'm gonna okay. get I'm gonna get five other motherfuckers 
And you like, think that buys you your chance to huh? get them? I'm five of them motherfuckers. I'm going to give them all of them the information about the premium. One of them motherfucking desperate niggas is going to buy. Maybe. One of them is going to buy. Maybe. And when they buy, they know who sent them. I guess. So that means that I get access. I guess. So. That's not okay. But that's the is it? I don't. I don't. Somebody bought. I personally feel like when it comes to all these sex workers, especially a 21st century sex worker, you should pay them. 100% of the time. Don't ever steal somebody else's shit. I'm not even trying to get on some moral high horse about it. I just think that it's it's only fair. <laughs> that's the rational, tolerant, <laughs> accessible version of myself. That being said... <laughs> That being said, okay? Yeah. If you're not working that hard on that premium. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this better be top notch. <laughs> if you're asking for $6 a month, bitch, it better be worth it. <laughs> better be worth all $6. I don't even give Netflix $6 a month. Right? What makes me think, <laughs> makes you think, I'm going to give you more. What's 6 times 52? Hold on. Oh, well, no, no, six times twelve because you can't do you can't do quick math. <laughs> seventy two, all right, that's seventy two dollars a year, baby. What's happening? It's got to be worth. It. It's not that much. It's not, not that much. It's not. It's not that much. No, not at all. Especially if that's your primary source of income. Hey, my, my heart goes out to you. Hey, look, if eight people pay six dollars a month, right, mm-hmm. and then twenty thirty people pay you five dollars a picture, you can make it. Nobody's doing that. <laughs> no, I don't even think you stopped to do that math. No, I didn't. I did not at all. I you presented. I presented a situation. I presented math and variables without. Any. I don't think you can realistically <laughs> live off of that. No, that's not, that's what's I don't so think I that's like, a viable source of income. Like sex anyway. workers should have regular jobs. Agreed. I don't think it's a viable source of income. That's where I'm coming from. No, I think that is a supplemental side hustle. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. A supplemental side hustle. You know 100%. what they ain't doing? What they ain't paying my Patreon. We don't have a Patreon. I just feel like... Remember, you don't have a Patreon. I don't. Not yet. But what I'm saying is that I remember when Twitter was first started, we had like Follow Back Fridays and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Where everybody got to, together and crowdsourced and supported each other, right? No, I don't remember that. No? All right. That happened. Okay. That's, that's how Twitter got big. Like, I know it happened. Yeah. People, I just didn't do it. People were mad out here like networking, right? Mm. That shit don't happen anymore, right? Okay. Uh, Me and Khalifa got a whole Twitch. She also only got eight porn videos, period. But anyway. Right? <laughs> Muslim Arab in the shower. Oh. <laughs> girl in her job gets railed. Need side. Oh, uh, getting side on uh, getting side D on the uh, on, on behind the scenes with J Mac. I've never watched that one. By the way, why do I know dude porn dude names? Like I know I know I know dudes at porn. That's how you know well. you're doing your job. <laughs> you got J Mac, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorites. J Mac's great. Uh uh Johnny Sins. Johnny Sins is a little over exaggerated, but I don't know these guys. I, I mess with him. I don't talk about dudes on porn. <laughs> look, look, they be messing with the baddies around here, man. Mm. All right, it's always the same one. Uh, J Mac, Johnny Sins, uh, who else? Uh, Lex Steel. Yeah, Lex, I know Lex Steel. Yeah, like you know Lex Steel. Like, so yeah. This That's is the point. This is the portion for the women, dog. Like you have to have something for the cheap females. I feel like females I don't think they, women really care about that. I know. Hey, look. It's amazing what the fuck. Please reach out to wellspokentoken at gmail.com, right? As a female, if you know, like, send me six different uh, porn dude names. You're going to either really appreciate the fact that nobody's going to reply to that. I really hope so. Or you're going to hate your life. I really, yeah. This could get really bad email wise. 
I'm not even trying to have that in my shit. Hey, look, just send me a... Like, <laughs> not even trying to have that in my shit. I kind of wish. <laughs> I want this. I want this to happen. Oh, man, it's amazing the crazy shit that you be thinking about during the fucking quarantine, man. You got chill. <laughs> I can't, man. I, I don't have enough... Uh, I don't have enough to stimulate me. So now I need extra, like I need extra random shit that just happened in my life. So if you want to send me six different porn dude names, I'm gonna look them up and see what they're like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rate them. That's wild. I'm gonna rate them. Don't do this. Like, not like on like a sexual prowess level. Like, no. What else? Actually, excuse me, on a sexual prowess level, but not on like a sexual attractiveness. Sheesh. Like oh, this hey. guy's got a great stroke. This guy's got a weak stroke. Be careful. <laughs> That's all I got to say, Pippin. Be careful. Yo, this is the second gay thing that I've kind of said. You've been on a roll with this gay shit. Today or just in Today, general? in general. Uh, see, there it is. In general. Can't help it, man. It's wild. It's, it's not like I choose to be this it's way. It's crazy that you wrote all these topics down and just said, fuck them. I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> we, we've definitely covered at least two of them. All right, we got an hour and 16 minutes into this. God damn, we're an hour and 16 in? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, you got to pay attention to shit. Yeah. How? How, Sway? I can't see down there. Truth. I can't I can't see the actual uh, truth. Subject. But we uh, we talked about the big things that I really wanted to get into. Uh, mostly jokes about all the porn star things. If you want to send them, send them. Please do. Uh, I won't be reading those. But during this quarantine period, man, I've, I've kind of had nothing but time to kind of yeah. like look at all of the topics and options that we kind of had to kind of fuck with. Yeah. And I knew I was going to get into at least one or two stories, but uh, I, I did want to discuss the fish out of water thing a little bit more, just starting over in a different area. Um, only thing I can say in this time frame, or if, you, if you're getting ready to start over uh, or move to a different area, uh, meet new people because that's starting over too. Like that's trying to like recultivate a friend group or something. Uh, my biggest advice would be um, don't overthink shit. Sometimes the first thing that comes to your mind is truly you, right? And some people are going to agree. Like homeboy, when I said smell it, okay. Like when I, I said, I'll venture hey, I just say, smell I'll, it. I'll venture to say, not to counteract that advice you gave. Sometimes the first thing that you think is the dumbest shit. That you could possibly say. Yeah. But so you should really just kind of read the room before you say some dumb shit. Absolutely. But go on, sir. All right. <laughs> Excuse me. You absolutely should read the room before you say something. But what I will say, what I will say is this, is that uh, if you have had interactions with the individuals already, and you've already kind of gauged them out, right? Take the chance. Don't be so anxious about the shit that you want to say. Because some people could find it funny. Truth. Or some people can find it completely appalling. That lets you know who is interested in the same shit or has the same type of sense of humor that you do. <laughs> so it's better to lean into something that like, oh, okay, like this could be or could make someone uncomfortable, right? And really fuck up your relationship with somebody. Yeah, because... Or the perspective might, relationship. You might not have wanted that relationship in the first place. Agreed. Because that individual... Because the thing is that... Your thought, like you had the thought, you wanted to say something. Yeah. But you didn't because you chose not to. It was like, oh, this would be it. Like, this wouldn't be I don't know. To me, it's just like you should establish some form of relationship. But we might have to just agree to disagree there. No, I mean, before you just start saying wild (laughs) shit for the sake of saying wild shit. You're right. You're right. Right. Build a rapport with individuals before you start saying Because at the end of the day, it's just like, and I I think that this is something that, that takes a lot of time to figure out. 
It's like, yeah, in the hometown, your reputation is pretty much your whole, like, your, your whole currency, right? Yeah. But when you come into these new situations, you have to build a new reputation. And I think at a certain point, getting rid of the reputation of being the guy that says the wild shit is hard to get rid of. Yeah, because you're so used to just saying wild shit. Not just that, but it's like they're going to expect you to say wild shit. So it you, does might get... lo- you might lose out on opportunities. Yeah. One thing I'll say. One thing I will say is that one thing I will say that is refreshing, right? Yeah. About uh, starting something new, right? Mm. Is that that expectation level has exceptionally dropped. One hundred percent. Right. Like suddenly the ex, and that's another thing about like being like the well spoken token and, and and developing this behind yeah. it is that like for a long period of time. I was looked at like as a, like the just yeah, the novelty. Yeah, I, exactly. I was the novelty of the group, not just because I was black, mm-hmm. but because like I had to try to find. I, I started saying wild shit because I had to try to find an identity outside of just oh that's the black kid or that's yeah. the black one. Like so, my identity started to like shift outside of like oh that's the black one to like. Oh, that's the guy that says that wild shit, or that's the guy that that does that wild shit. He's always yeah very willing and ready to put himself out. And that's there. a shitty place to be at. Yeah, absolutely, because people are always expecting you to be on. People think that because you're that wild and that crazy all the time, that like there has to be some type of antic. There right. has to be something. No matter what, I'm gonna get like oh, you can always expect this nigga to crack a joke. Yeah, there's a gimmick somewhere yeah. in there, right? And, and I think that's why I've, I've kind of developed the personality that I have where I try to outwardly, like, outright reject that. Like, I don't ever want to be put in that position. And, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You yeah. know? But that took years for me to figure that out. Absolutely. I guess because I'm just now, you know, mm-hmm. 27, getting out of my fucking hometown yeah, and just deciding. As, well, I mean, you've been out of the hometown before. But. Yeah, but I've been like a tri city area. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, like oh, it's the same, you know, eighty mile radius. Mm-hmm. And the only time that was everything like outside of that was when I traveled like outside, out, yeah. like Dallas, Austin, that kind of Dallas, Austin, Houston, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But if I was in any of the you know three cities that we pretty much circulate, Tyler, Palestine, Jacksonville, where Tyler, Palestine, Jacksonville, Russ, any of that eighty mile radius right there, that big circle, like I was pretty confident in mm-hmm. like. I was gonna have an established set of people that I could fuck with. Yeah. But I was people were gonna, gonna know your name. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, but I was gonna have to be expected to be a, a certain, certain way. way. Yeah. Yeah. And now, like, it's just like, oh, I can just be whatever. Like, I can be whoever whatever, you want. Whoever I fucking want to be at like at this point. And I guess that freedom mm-hmm. is terrifying and exhilarating at the same time. True. Because it's just like, wow, like there's no fucking basis of this Jenga tower that is my personality, right? Mm-hmm. There's no base for this. But at the same time, like, I can be or make myself or, or just, just I can do and say whatever the fuck I want to. Right, because who can tell you otherwise? Exactly. And I, I don't have to worry about the preconceived notions of other people. Yeah. Not to say that I don't, like, I love everybody, like, that, that I dealt with in my past. Like, I, I love everybody, like, from home, back home and stuff like that, and you niggas still can expect me to be just as fucking boisterous and loud, because when I'm around you guys, that is the person that I, I, I do love. That's the person I want to be when I'm, mm-hmm. like, when I'm around everybody. I just don't like the expectation. 
Like when a motherfucker meets me and they haven't actually sat down and talked with me, but they've heard of me, that's yeah. a whole different thing. That's a whole yeah. That's a whole fucking different thing because like when they're like, oh, I've like I've heard of you at the time. Like now I'm expected to like give them a fucking show. Yeah. Otherwise they're like, like oh yeah, oh. I heard you was fun. Yeah. Right. So exactly. You might want to go ahead and get to dance. Get with the jokes. Yeah. Dance, monkey, <laughs> dance. Uh, that's some shit. So that that's that's all I had to say about uh, kind of starting over. Yeah, uh, that I'm very excited. I really it's a it's it. a process, man, yeah. and it's a journey, which is kind of fucked up because right now since we're in quarantine, right, mm. like I don't necessarily get a chance to like flex those. No, nah, but it is time to like look into it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, work on your online persona. Like we've gotten a lot of fucking just branding shit done yeah. since the quarantine started. It's kind of like I still got to work, but you know, I mean, just knowing that. If I go to work and I think about it, I can go execute on it. And nobody's going to be too tired to work with me on it. Yeah, because people are up. Now, let me mind you, I'm on quarantine as well, but I'm a designated as an essential, as an essential worker. Mm. So I do still I, I do still interact with people. Yeah. In a very controlled, like, like quick, fast, in a hurry, clean the hell up environment. This entire, like, this entire virus situation is getting to be insane like I, i'm not on the the ride of like oh people are taking this too seriously or anything to mm. that degree anybody that's stuck at home they can't work or they, they have issues paying their bills like yo like thoughts and prayers to you like you know we're looking out and, and for you and everything like that like just know that people do love you and care about you uh and if you are quarantined or something like that and you need someone to talk to or reach out to again you can reach out to me at the wellspoken token at gmail.com I'll get to you as quickly as possible just to let you know, it's like, hey, you are cared about. Like, I don't know you. Even if I don't know you, I want you to know, it's like, hey, we can hold a conversation. We can, we can talk so you don't feel as lonely because this is a time frame where you do have to look out for people who do have emotional issues because you're going to be stuck inside and stuck at home Big by truth. yourself. So just wanted people to know, like, you know, you can be reach out and be vulnerable to a nigga. True. Slippery slope, but we'll see where it goes. Hey, you know, I feel like this is. A, I, I told you, I was like, I want people to feel like I like. I want to. I want to speak for some people that can't, right? But I also want to speak to two two people that can. Okay, fair. All right. Big fairness. Gotcha. Uh, I think that's it, bro. Like, I think we can get up out of here. I don't think we have to go into like. Oh yeah. Any of that other like that last topic? I don't think that. Okay. I mean, you know, we can we can touch on it another time. Okay. Yeah. You know, follow us, fails. Absolutely. You know, just. You should let people know, like, hey, they should expect more content from you. Shit like that. Oh, of course. Yo, this is not the end at all. Like, we're definitely coming with another podcast. We're going to try to shoot for Tuesday release dates, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like a, a process to try to get all this together. I know it seems like we just cut the, the mic on and start recording and talking. Work. But uh, there, there's a bit of, of work that goes into this. So... Thank you, everybody, who's taking time out of their day and, and of, of their lives, their time in quarantine, to listen to this, uh, to, to, to reach out if you are going to reach out or, 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 or any of that, right? Or to check out any of the videos that I put out. Uh, thank you guys so much. 